N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences Knock it out the park This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris Of course SGR This is New York Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York Yankee Sports Talk Record rain or shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas Welcome back. This is episode 314 of the NYYST podcast. We're live on NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian, and I'm joined with SGR. What's up, bro? What up? What up, dope? Hey, Don. What's up? Uh huh. It was supposed to, okay. All the fellows were supposed to be here today, but Chris had a little uh, Tyler Wade uh, going through him. So, uh, little poopy butt. Well, I was hoping that people would get the reference, but you just went yeah, all but in. That's what you, you gotta do. In. You you gotta <laughs> you gotta clarify the references these days. Yeah. Okay. Because you know this is we. I guess we could say we're officially now that uh, I got. I thank again once again Pete for sitting in next uh, last week. Uh, but this we'll say this is the official start to year two on NYY News TV. Now that. Uh, SGR is here, and uh, hopefully Chris will be back next week because um, a little little uh, teaser for next week. I will be putting together now that SGR is back. I'm back. The Battle of the Brothers. What Bunch will the, the pod. yeah? Part what three. will the what will the game be? I don't know right now. We'll, well it's gotta it it's gotta be surrounded around some little Yankee triv now. Uh, well. We could do Yankee trivia. We could do guess that player. We could Ooh. do, we, you know, oh, we whatever play. we do, SGR coming out on top. Chris has never paid off any of his bets except for when you punched him in the face. Right. But we had to threaten you in order to get you to punch him in the face because remember, that was the deadline or else we were going to cut your hair on the show. Right. And I'm, I'm ready for my, yeah, my punishment will be to eat. I want to eat a hot pepper live on air. Like, how hot are we talking? Like, I was thinking the one chip challenge, but I don't know if I want to die. Do that. Yeah, but I might do like a, I don't know, something. Give, give some suggestions in the chat. We'll uh, we'll pick it up and we'll. Uh, well, it's not going to matter anyway because I'm not going to lose. But if I were to lose, I will eat something. It's that great. was the worst TikTok trend is when everybody was posting their one chip challenges. Like, I yeah, think, no, I, yeah, I never never joined in. I'm intrigued though. Of what the one chip challenge? Yeah, I want to see how I'd react. Uh-huh. I I I'll admit, dude, I I wouldn't handle it very well. I would not. You'd probably have to pick me up in the emergency room if I did that. Yeah, people have gone. There are warnings on it. <laughs> the thing comes in a goddamn casket, bro. So I think yeah, there, that's there, true. <laughs> Go on it. So before we get started, if you're in the chat right that's now, live on NYY News TV, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Yeah, uh, if you're gonna smash be listening, that like button. Don't just hit it. Smash okay. it, dude. Okay, smash. Uh-huh. Uh, do you think does Francesa do that before his podcast? Okay, just make sure to like uh, and subscribe. Okay, uh, smash that like button. Okay, that's how we gain <laughs> our um, monetary funds. Okay, uh, I don't charge on here. Okay. And if you're uh, listening on Apple Podcasts, uh, leave us a five-star rating and review. Let's jump up the charts. Let's take over the land of uh, Yankee media, I guess, for lack of a better term here. Because as we always say, 
not only NYYST, but NYY News TV as a whole. This is the place where you want to be for your Yankee coverage. This is where you want to be for, you know, discussion, uh, breakdowns of, of what's going on in the Yankee universe, man, because we're not only here to entertain you, we're here to give you the most honest and and truthful uh, coverage of this, of this team, man. And, and to start off this week's episode, you know, I guess where we could where we should start is there was a little bit of a shakeup in the Yankee front office this past week. Uh, you didn't really think anything of it when Brian Sabian got hired, and then a couple of days later, the Yankees announced that Omar Minaya was hired. These all these are these are guys that are going to be uh, assistants, uh, advisors, whatever you want to call them to Brian Cashman. Now. These are baseball guys. These aren't analytic guys. These aren't nerd guys. These aren't whatever term you want to use, you know, pencil pusher geeks with the pocket protector. You know, these are guys that want to see what goes on in the field. Brian Sabian's even quoted, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, as saying that, you know, I believe in the human element of the game, which, you know, we all know the famous story now with Joey Gallo where – you know, the Yankees were, were uh, warned that he didn't have the heart for New York, but they didn't they don't take they didn't take the human element into consideration. So, you know, the, one of the bigger things that came out out of the offseason and it's not big in the sense that we weren't expecting it, but uh, Brian Cashman did get a contract extension. So this is a little bit of change of course here. He's back, but the front office looks drastically different than than we might have expected. Well, and then the initial take on all of that was that maybe it was it was Hal uh, hiring these guys to sort of put some fuel in the fire a bit for Cashman. But it turns out it was all Cashman, right, making these moves to bring these guys well, in. Yeah, Sabian is connected to Cashman. I don't remember how far back. I believe Sabian was in the organization at yeah, some point before he yeah, went to to yeah. San Francisco. And Cashman and uh, Omar have always had a pretty good relationship back from when Omar was with the Mets, these are, these guys are winners here. You're not bringing in a couple of ham and eggers to, um, to come and run the, to help you run this team. Brian say, you don't want to, I know people are hesitant to call the giants a dynasty. They were, dude, that's as close to the dynasty as you're going to get these days where they went three and six years, something, yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Okay. And Omar put together that Oh six Mets team, which let's be realistic. Uh, they should have made the World Series. They should have been in the World Series uh, that year. So these are guys that are here that have success. These are guys that are here that aren't, you know, what you would expect Brian Cashman to bring in. These are these are as I like to call them. These are baseball guys. These are guys. Omar's a Omar made his bones as a talent evaluator. He's a guy that's going to go out there and look at what happens on the field, man. So it is a it is a definite change of course for this team right now. Yeah, Manaya could be an interesting guy to have. I see that the they've been trying to kind of add him to the to the front office for a few years now, and then Manaya's quoted as saying, "I just couldn't say no this time." So they've they've uh, been pursuing him for a few years now. It's, could could be a good move. I I any anytime you're adding baseball minds to the front office, I think is a good thing in in modern baseball to kind of balance out that analytics approach. Well, well, here's an interesting point that I want to bring up here, right? So. You brought up that people were speculating this was Hal's call. Hal wanted to kind of have somebody, a couple of people in there, kind of redirect Cashman a little bit. 
It's interesting, though, that if that was the case, which it doesn't, maybe it doesn't sound like that now after, you know, after these guys have been hired, you still got to wonder, though, if, if Hal wanted a little bit of a change in the front office, why did he bring back the same general manager? Right. I don't know. So, I mean, it is interesting to, to see there that uh, Cashman's back, but there might be a little bit of a different philosophy for this team going forward, which honestly, bro, that's, that's, that's a real good thing because I don't think the way the Yankees have done things in the past five years or whatever it's been has – it obviously hasn't worked. They seem to be getting further away from the ultimate goal every single year. You know, they went to – you know, in, in the Magic Carpet Ride year of 2017, they actually had a lead in the ALCS where they were – they all they had to do is win one or two in Houston. They would have been in the World Series. Then they went back in 19. They went to six games. So you already see the backtracking. And then last, you know, 2022, we all know what happened. They didn't belong on the same field with the Houston Astros. So as long as these guys are here to help – close the gap between the Yankees and the Astros, it's it's a good thing. And, and like you said, dude, anytime you can bring more baseball people into the fray, it's going to be a good thing. Because I don't think the Yankees need more more number crunchers in the front office. No, I think I think this will end up being a decent move for the Yankees. We'll see. We'll see what comes of it. I, you know, also too, these guys probably have some nice connections too. You know, you got a little well, a little bit of that action going. I don't know if you heard this or not. Okay. Well, because uh, Omar, when he was introduced uh, as, you know, signing with the Yankees, he mentioned that I forget what year it was because it had to be 18 or 19 based on the player that uh, he was working. He wasn't the GM as the, of the Mets at the time. He went back and worked as an advisor for Brody Van Wagenen, right? Hmm. And he said that him and Cashman had negotiated a trade for Zach Wheeler. And then when it got pushed up the ladder, it got nixed. And huh. all Omar would say was that, excuse me, uh, the return would have excited Met fans. Mm, what do you think? See, that's an interesting thing. The only person I could, I don't, because you're looking at, Zach Wheeler, right? So, uh, eighteen, he was he still had a year and a half of control left that they were doing this at the deadline. Nineteen, it would have been uh, it would have been a rental. So, I mean, in eighteen, could you have seen if it if it was eighteen, could you have seen a, a Zach Wheeler for Glaber Torres deal? Which at That's the time would have definitely would have definitely excited Met fans. I mean, you know, Glaber Torres was a was one of the top ranked prospects in baseball at the time. Yeah, that would have been the move that I'm guessing was on the table. Well, because I, I can't see it being like somebody like Aaron. Obviously, it wouldn't have been Aaron Judge at that point because he already st- stamped himself as the face of the franchise by that yeah. point. Uh, I get you want to say maybe Luis Severino, but I don't think the Yankees would have traded a pitcher, ace, for a pitcher. A pitcher for a pitcher in that point. Maybe it would have been something. Maybe it would have been something like Met fans would have been excited about it now. Like they would have got a couple of young guys, maybe like a Wiseka, Michael King, something like that. So it is interesting to know that the Yankees have – that's now the second time that we've heard that there's been a deal in place to help the Yankees. And as it got put from the Mets perspective that it got – once it got pushed up the ladder, it got nixed because I believe the other guy was – wasn't it Jay Bruce one year? 
Yes. The Yankees had a deal in place for JJ. They wouldn't want they didn't want to let the Yankees rent Jay Bruce. Yeah, that was like a lack of communication or something. They stopped like returning the Yankees phone calls or something at, at one it, point. It's, it's utterly ridiculous because, you know, we we would think we we're led to believe that Hal and um Uncle Stevie have a good relationship because if you see the way Uncle Stevie throws around his money, bro, there's no way that he didn't have a little wink wink with Hal that he was staying away from Aaron Judge this year. Uh Don Sicario's in the chat right now. I'm no longer calling him Don Sicario. From now on, it'll be Rodon Sicario. Oh, okay. 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 Rodon. <laughs> okay. Sicario. So did you before you you went you went off on that one, did you hear what I said? About nah, I wasn't listening. <laughs> That's good to have your co-host not pay attention to you. Yeah, it's you know it's kind of a new thing for me. I'm trying a new thing out here. Well, it's a Stacy thing. It absolutely yeah. is. Yeah, you know, I should be used to it by now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's definitely a Stacy trait that we have. Uh, it's tough. It's tough on our brains. We have very. No, I was saying that there was mind. definitely like a little wink, wink with the Yankee with Hal and Uncle Stevie to stay away from Aaron Judge this year. Right. Right. For sure. For sure, there was definitely, but, but they investigated that right, and they found nothing. But come on, you know, look, they they did find nothing. But I mean, if you look at the way the Mets spend money, the best player in baseball <laughs> was on the free agent market, and they didn't go near him. You didn't hear a one right. word of them Not being one. connected to Aaron Judge. There was obviously a little little side deal there, but you know what? Typical Met fashion, bro. They, you know, they didn't stay away from all the Yankee free agents, right? Right, who do they, who they bring in? They just and it came across earlier today, bro. It's gonna be oh, tough shit. for the Yankees to overcome this one. <laughs> who is it? Tim Locastro signed a minor league no. deal with the Mets. You're done. I'm done. Damn, dude, big big loss. Hey, you know what? Locastro is one of those. He's a useful depth yeah. guy but the Yankees have I don't have all the names in front of me Brian Cashman in the last week or so he signed a a handful of guys with minor league deals to make uh, spring training invites you know outfield types so he, he probably became expendable at that point you know so yeah what like Willie Calhoun I think Willie Calhoun there. it was it uh there was another couple of guys I should I always do this and I never write things down that I want that I should have yeah. write down but, yeah, I got to start writing things down more. But Brian Cashman, he's made these little minor things that he's done these little minor moves to add depth to the organization, which is fine. But I think we're all still waiting for him to put his stamp on this offseason because you want to look at the things that were done this offseason from, from, from a free agent perspective. Okay, they re-signed Anthony Rizzo, but they got a really good deal on Rizzo. Two years, $34 yeah. million. Dollars. I mean, that's a no-brainer to bring him back at that point. Tommy Canely... They needed to re, they, you know, they needed to reinvest in the bullpen a little bit, especially yeah, well, Tommy Kane. Did you see that Tommy Canely story today? That the Red Sox apparently offered him. No, the Yankees bit. outbid. Yeah, the yeah. Yankees outbid the Red so- the Red Sox for Tommy uh, Tommy Red Bull. That's what he's Tommy going Red on Bull, the show. Right. Tommy Red Bull. Okay. Um, but they need to reinvest into the bullpen a little bit. With Chad Green's not here, Chapman's not here, Britain's not here. So there's money. There was money to spend. They needed to add a little bit of lengthen out that bullpen a little bit. So that was a that was a you know not an easy move to make without them really like 
going crazy in the bullpen, which we've seen them do that. There was, you know what, we talked about this years ago, and like at the time it made sense to to go out there and spend on Britain when you already had Chapman. But the, with the way the Yankees are constructed now and the fact that they really don't want to hit that 293 number, it didn't make sense to go out there when you have young cost-controlled pitchers that can step in to be your closer to go out there and then to really break the bank on a deal for, for a reliever. So Tommy Canely was a nice ad. We all know the story with Aaron Judge. It had to be done. They did it. They went above and beyond to do it. But who was the point man in all that, right? Who's that? That was Hal Steinbrenner. Right. Ryan Cashman literally had nothing to do with, <laughs> with bringing back the franchise player. In yeah, fact, it was all it was, the, the phone call. In fact, if if Hal was le- if Hal left Brian to run the negotiations for Judge, I, I don't think. Uh, yeah, how Aaron would that Judge, phone call? Honestly, how would that think, phone call have gone? I don't think Aaron Judge would be a Yankee right now. Uh, so, do you want to be a Yankee? Uh, oh, you want nine years? Click. The other then, name, uh, the other outfield name in the minors for the Yankees was uh, Billy McKinney was brought up back over here. Right, so Billy McKinney was brought back. Yeah. That's true. Well, man, Billy McKinney's back. Uh, do you know how the Yankees originally acquired Billy McKinney? I do, but I forget. It was in it. Oh, was was that in the Andrew Miller trade? That was in uh, the Aroldis Chapman trade. Right, right. Him he was Gla- a cubby. Uh, Glaber Torres, and then there was another player, Rashad Crawford. I want to say was. Okay. Uh, I don't think he ever really made anything of himself. But um, and then the other move this offseason for the uh, you know at least at the major league level was uh was Rodon, and again like that's not that might have been a player that Cashman coveted, but once Hal says okay you can add this contract, the work's pretty much done at that point, you know. So Brian Cashman is yet to really put his stamp on this offseason. And I think we're all waiting for one thing or a couple of things to happen. Mm. The first thing is, you know, we talked that this was which was really what the show was about last week. They need a left fielder. Yeah, badly. So I mean, you look at this team right now, and you would have to say that the strength is the obviously the pitching. Yes, starting pitching, especially. Starting pitching, especially, I think we talk. You know, as we we talked about this, is that that one through five. If you get anything out of Frankie Montas, this is the best. Ro- you got to say this is the best rotation in baseball for sure. Your bullpen's really solid. I mean, you brought Canley back. You have Marinaccio. You have uh, yeah, Marinaccio. Holmes, you forget about him. Holmes, Wandy. There's there's guys out there. Mm-hmm. There's a really good bullpen. You know where do you, and but the the thing that we look at is that this team. Didn't score, didn't hit enough in the postseason. So, what's going to what what has changed so far in this offseason? And that's nothing. Yeah, we love the fact that Rizzo's back. We love the fact that Judge is back. But they were here last year. There needed to be a new dynamic to this offense, and it's just not here right now. Yeah, because that that's the 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 main thing you want to do is to picture this team in October, and if you're picturing this team in October, it's going to be the same thing all over again, right? Yeah, I mean, as as it stands right now, that's why, you know, I'm excited for these guys like Omar and Brian Sabian to be in the front office because maybe they they they're seeing things a little bit differently. Maybe they see things that. 
that Brian Cashman hasn't seen in the past few years. Maybe they maybe they might get to run point on some different things. Now, it's still early on. These guys, I don't think these guys have been with the Yankees for all of two weeks yet. So, you know, maybe they're maybe now they they're in the fold a little bit. Maybe there's something that they, they could work on. Okay, and things that the Yankees could work on. Obviously, I think what a lot of Yankee fans are looking for is a Brian Reynolds trade. Right. I think this is this is a guy that he fits a need for this team right now. Yeah, he's the contact guy that you'd slide in at the top of the lineup, switch hitter. You know, that's, he, that's the box you're not really able to check off right now. You know, he's got power. He he you know, hits about twenty five home runs a year. You know, so he he's a guy. He but you keep hearing that the Pittsburgh Pirates are asking for a lot for this guy, and and you know, I get he's. Is he a superstar? No, he's not a superstar. But the Yankees don't need a superstar out there in left field. What they need to do is to complete this team. Now, you look around the team, right, and you have to figure, Wash Donaldson is going to be here. It just seems inevitable that he's going to be here. Whether or not the Yankees actually grow a brass set and sit him on the bench is another story. He's going to be here, in my opinion. Now, you want to say a little bit of a change can come at shortstop? Because in my mind, Oswald Peraz is going to be the shortstop this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, right now, that's where it stands. Um, We did get we did get a super chat, kind of okay, changes okay. the topic a little bit, but it's from okay. G-O-L-V. Okay, okay. G-O-L-V. Uh-huh. Uh, he said, love the show, fellas. Uh, do you think Judge will have it in him as captain, okay, to reprimand players? for lack of hustle or bench players that deserve it. Okay. You think Aaron judge is going to have the cojones to, uh, uh, kind of, uh, tell players, okay. Uh, you're not hustling down the line. Uh, you gotta, you gotta do that. Uh, what do you think? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't think he's uh, going to bench anybody. That's, uh, Aaron yeah, Boone's that's job. A, yeah. Wrong Aaron, <laughs> wrong Aaron. But uh, I, he... I think, I think he'll be a voice in the clubhouse for sure to, to, you know, you're going to respect what he has to say. I mean, he's been the de facto captain for the last couple of years anyway. So, I mean, like he said that he knows he has new added responsibilities. Now he's officially oh, the he captain. So, that? you know, that that could be one of the things where he, maybe he, he speaks up a little bit more and be like, hey, listen, you know, you know, you got to hustle out there. You know, maybe instead of next time Aaron Hicks wants to sit there and stare at a wall like he's frigging Charlie Brown, maybe he maybe judge will run over there and put his head through that wall. You know, maybe that could be something that <laughs> that happens. But other than that, I don't know how much different he'll be. You know, I think now that the, the role is solidified, it's not the de facto anymore. He is the captain. So there will be some, uh, I think, more respect there. And he'll I mean, not that he didn't have it to begin with, but, you know, he's the captain of the New York Yankees now. And he let his game do the talking last year. So it's not like it's just words. He's no, made it work in New York. Right. I mean, this guy had guy had $220 million on the table and he said no to it. Which was hilarious. If you I someone posted the Reddit thread of him turning that deal down, and it is hilarious how fan how mad people were that he turned that deal down because it was a good deal at the time. And it's like, wow, Judge, you're really turning that down to test free agency. It was it was pretty funny. I'll try to uh find it and post it's it. It's amazing, bro. He turned he turned one season into $140 million. Best payout 
best best bet on yourself ever, pretty much in so, terms of money. So we don't need him to be breaking records again this year. But you know, if he's just if he's Aaron Judge, man, then that's that's all that the Yankees really need. He doesn't he doesn't need to be chasing uh, sixty three this year. Mm-hmm. So back to what we were speaking of. Um, so you have you have Hicks out there, and this is what you keep hearing now. This is the Yankee rhetoric, right? This is this is what they've been speaking. They keep bringing up. They're like, "Oh, Hicks is here. Hicks is here. Hicks is here." There, look. One of the popular phrases on this show is "smart" or "Yankees." Is something right. that we always something that we always bring up. Smart or Yankees, right? Well, it would totally be Yankees to even entertain the idea that Aaron Hicks should play meaningful innings for this team next year. There is no logic. You cannot spin this to me in any logical fashion that he he deserves one of the 26 major league roster spots for this team next year, let alone that you're going to entertain the idea of him being a starting outfielder. It's just, it's mind-blowing that that's going to be, if I see his name on that opening day lineup card, I probably won't do anything, but I'm going to be yeah, pretty upset gonna, about it. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to fight somebody? I might. Maybe I'll throw I'll throw hands down. Hicks you might have to. Yeah. All right. Because the, the one, we, we've, we've talked about this before, bro, and this is what scares you about Aaron Hicks, like legitimately scares you, is that he was always hurt, and people were always like, well, if he's healthy. He was, he was healthy last year. <laughs> the guy hit six home runs. I believe three of them were against the friggin' twins. So if he doesn't, he shows out versus the twins for some reason. I guess it's like revenge for when they traded him. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the guy's a waste. He's an absolute waste, man. So uh, there's no, yeah. I mean, that's the best word that Aaron waste Hicks. And again, you know, we we bring this up too, like. I don't understand the love affair with Oswaldo Cabrera. I really don't. Like, I like Oswaldo Cabrera. I think he has a purpose on this team. He's a very useful utility guy. But if you're trying to tell me your goal in 2023 is to win a World Series, and you're telling me that one of your legitimate options is to give 140 games to Oswaldo Cabrera in left field, Mm. you are are lying about the fact that you think you're a legitimate World Series team. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I know he does provide that, like, spark. He's got a flashy, theatrical approach to the game, which is kind of nice to see. But that's not who I really want to, you know, be the starting outfielder for the Yankees. We do have another super chat here, Christian. This one's from Big Sexy Yankee. Oh, boy. He says, or she. Cashman's ego won't let him release Hicks. Yeah, I mean, that is a fair point. I've heard a lot of people say it, but, you know, is Hal Steinbrenner paying you for your ego or is he paying you to put the best 26 guys out there to try to win a World Series? You know, we are all grown men here. We're all had at one point or another had to swallow our pride, you know, stuff down our mm-hmm. ego a little bit. Yeah. Stuff you know, down there. Yeah. You can admit failure. Like we're not dumb. 
You know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if Brian Cashman thinks we all are. If we're all stupid, but we're not. We realize how bad Aaron Hicks is. So you know, you got to put your ego aside, man. Like, and that's. And here's the one thing we always talk about this, bro. And I keep having to come back to this because if you really want to get on Hal Steinbrenner for something, it's the fact that he continues to rehire Brian Cashman. Mm. So Brian Cashman. You know, his ego won't allow him to cut Hicks, okay? Well, if he had any fear for his job, he'd do it. The fact is that he doesn't because – Right. Bro, that Hicks and that – the Hicks – I'm sorry. The, the Donaldson and IKF trade would have gotten any other general manager in Major League Baseball fired and Brian Cashman somehow turned it into a four-year contract yeah, extension. Gotcha. Right. And, you know, I think you brought up like admitting failure. When's the last time this front office has really admitted to any failure? I, I, the, the, that's kind of my biggest problem with with the front office of the Yankees is that they they never take really accountability and they kind of come up with some sort of excuse as to why they aren't getting to where they need to go. Well, I think I guess Jacoby Ellsbury, I mean, uh, we have uh, another super chat here from our boy, Rasan Thompson. Rob, He's, what's up, bro? Yeah, he said, I can stomach Hicks, Donaldson, and Torres, but I can't stomach all three of them on the Yankees at the same time. Can't do it. Keep up the great work, guys. Thanks, bro. Thank you, Rasan. Listen, he makes an interesting point there. It's like, yeah, can you deal with one of them? Yeah, I guess you could. But you can't deal with all three of them at the same time. And I put Glaber at, at third in that and a distant third because if I'm really focusing on what really needs to improve mm-hmm. on this team, yeah, I per myself I move I move Glaber Torres, but he's not my top priority at the at, if you're looking at things that really need to change with this team. I don't think the Yang, I don't think he's a winning ball player. That's my opinion. We've talked about this now numerous times over the last month or so. The dog pile. Do you, when the Yankees finally are in the dog pile to win twenty eight, who do you see in there? I don't, for whatever reason, I don't see Glaber Torres in there, and I don't need to see him posting on Instagram on a on a football Sunday that he's eating his first fucking hot dog. You've been in New York for four years, bro. You've never oh, had a hot dog. Shit, dude. That's big, bro. Did he get take some flack for that or what? I don't know, dude, but like. You live, you spend half your time at Yankee Stadium. You never ventured outside and got a dirty water dog. Maybe he'll try a slice of pizza next week. I really hope the guy's had pizza in his <laughs> lifetime. And John Flaherty, who I have a lot of respect for, even though I don't think he's a good color in the analyst, he, 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 he will speak his mind. He's great in the studio. Uh, he, he's done an interview for us. I have nothing against John Flaherty. But mm-hmm. the guys, the guys, a complete psychopath, bro. I was oh, yeah. watching, I was watching Hot Stove earlier today, oh, and the guy, the guy admits that he eats his dirty water dogs plain. He eats oh oh oh, just plain plain dog. He he gets the hot dog go out of the water on the bun in the mouth. Oh man, if you had to tell me who at Yes Network does that, I would have guessed John Flaherty. Because that's the that's whitest gross. thing ever, and he's the yeah, whitest guy yeah, ever. About, uh, but did you see the? Uh, I don't know if we have this on the slot. Did you? Did you pencil in any of the Yes Network shakeups that happened today? 
Uh, we can speak about him if you want to. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, it does seem like uh, Carlos Beltran will be making the shift from the uh, – he was calling games a bit last year. He'll shift to a studio role next year. Paul O'Neill's hopefully going to be back in the booth instead of in his basement doing the games. And uh, there's some interest in Jeter joining the crew. And also they have parted ways with Cameron Mabin, will no longer be a part of the Yes Network staff. I saw so much outrage on Twitter about, oh, we love Cam. Cam was so good. I'm ex- I'm happy, honestly, that he's not back. I thought he was coming around to it. He was the coming. End. Okay, maybe he was coming around a little bit, but it was just, it was too much. It he was, wanted he was, to come back too, apparently. Maybe he, maybe he, he can go work. He's, he said he's going to work for the Cubs still. He's going to work uh, for okay. MLB Network. Maybe, maybe they could reconnect in a couple of years when he polishes himself a little bit more. It was just he was too much. I, lo- I give him credit for this. I love the energy. I love the enthusiasm. But when you're on TV, you need to breathe, bro. And he just never stopped talking. Mm, yes, that was a big problem for me. Like I don't want to get a headache listening to the announcers. And that's what I had. And when him and Kay, him and Kay were like battling over words, like they mm. who could who could fit the most words in, like because you know yeah. Kay's always got a one up everybody. Yeah, uses SAT words. You know Kay's going quality, and, and uh, Cameron Maven was going quantity of words there. It was just too and, much. That uh, was not also uh, Jeff Nelson's going to get a bigger role apparently I like going Nelson. forward. I did. Yeah, I, like I, I did. I, he's got a good good voice. He's got. He's, he's got he's got to grow his hair out so we don't have to look at the liver spots on his head. Yeah, but. that's probably not going to happen. I don't know <laughs> if that'll work out, but uh, yeah, I mean, I like I like his voice. And that's I feel an important. No, and he part, had good right? insight in a couple of games that he did. I thought I thought I think Jeff Nelson is going to be a, a good add to this booth. I would like to see the Yankees get. Uh, they'll never do it. I'd like to see the Yankees get another play by play guy in there at least to yeah. maybe cut down K the amount of games yeah. K does. Uh, I know people are big fans of Ryan Rucco. Me personally, I'm not his biggest fan. Yeah, so, he's a, he's another one for me. It's just it's like too much. It's got to tone it back a little bit. But I, another guy, he, he actually I kind of like him more on the radio. He he sometimes will fill in for Sterling. I think he's yeah. better. Got a better. I don't face know why. I don't know. Maybe Ian Eagle just doesn't want to work in the summer because he does NBA. He does he does mm-hmm. NFL. He does college basketball. I mean, he already he's already the lead guy for yes, uh, for the Nets coverage. So right, yeah, I'd love to see Ian Eagle do a couple of Yankee games. Maybe uh, we'll maybe we'll get some Ian Eagle going this year. Who knows? You you an Ian Eagle guy? I'm big Ian Eagle guy. I like the last name Eagle. I'm an Eagle fan. Even his his son uh, starting to gain some notoriety calling NFL games. His son is pretty good too. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know he had the uh, old uh-huh. nep- nepotism uh, factor. Uh, if you were gonna honestly, if you're gonna use the word nepo baby, I was gonna come through the computer no, and punch it you. It did cross my mind, but I wasn't gonna use it. But the phrase just popped up in my head. But now I wasn't gonna dabble. I only that. have myself to blame on this, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I click on these links and I know what trash BuzzFeed is, but it's like. 10 things you didn't know about parks and rec. And I'm like, yeah, oh, got you and that's exactly I, what it does. So like now it's like, feel like it's just flooding my fucking Facebook wall feed. Right. Yeah. And like literally not even joking. There are three articles from Buzzfeed on my Facebook today that all 
use the term Nepo baby in the mm. headline. Like, don't, that's a little bit excessive, okay? Yeah, clearly oh, trying to take advantage of that trend. That's, a, you know, that's good, good. What BuzzFeed is good for, just clickbait. Yeah, just clickbait bullshit. Yeah. And not to get off on a tangent here, but isn't that the point of having famous parents, having parents that are in well-to-do <laughs> situations to help their kids? Right. Oh, Jesus, bro. Like, I don't know why people should be looked down upon because their parents made something of themselves and they use it to help their children. You know, mm-hmm. I never, I may never be famous, more famous than the thousands of people that listen to this show. But if it helps my daughter somewhere along the way in the next 20 years, I will use it to my advantage to help. Sure, her. sure, sure. So yeah. Nepo babies aren't bad. It's not a bad thing. Wow. If I they- didn't I didn't know if I would have taken you to have this stance on the whole Nepo baby thing. No, I mean, like if the like, OK, let's say. Sylvester Stallone has a, he has uh, three daughters, right? Okay, and he got one of his daughters right. in in uh, in a movie, yeah, which yeah. I think which I think she did yeah. acted in in some shark. Yeah, she movie. was in uh, she was in uh, Shark Boy and Love a Girl, you know. It's like <laughs> is Aaron Boone was... a Nepo baby? And you could you could possibly yeah you could say Aaron Boone's <laughs> a Nepo baby. Joe Buck's a Nepo baby, but Joe Buck is great. Right, so that's see that's the key, and that's what I'm that's the point I'm getting at, right? So like, if he got his daughters these roles in these movies and they sucked, and they continue to get these roles, then I'd be like, listen, like you suck, like. But if they're willing to put in the work and they're good at it, what do you? Why does it bother you? Why should it bother anybody? I hear you, man. That's a nice logical approach to it. I couldn't agree more. Speaking of Sylvester Stallone, have you watched Tulsa King? No, but I've actually added that to a, my list. I got a little list going here of shows to watch. That's a show, right? Yeah, yeah. Just that's that, got like that's got a really good good rating. I think like an eight point three on IMDb or something like I that. I gave eight point five out of ten. Wow! All right, I'll check it out. I'll check. It's it. what nine. Ep- that on? It, it's on Paramount Plus. Oh, oh, okay. Hey, you know, it's like I gotta get all these subscriptions. I gotta get Paramount. No, but I'll, I'll get- check it out. You'll get through it so quick because it's nine episodes and they're like 35 minutes long. Right. Okay. But you never watched The Sopranos, right? No. See, that's not the thing. From, it's got... Not from beginning to end. I've watched it, but I I watched it in like parts. I caught the like the last season when I was a kid. I shouldn't have done it. I'm, that's definitely a show. I got to just Terry Winter is the, the showrunner of Tulsa King. So there's a lot of you get a okay. lot of Soprano feel to it, which the show is about, a, you know, so Stallone plays a mobster in it. Yes. And it. You know, I think people, whenever I speak on something on Stallone, people are like, oh, well, you're biased. Well, yeah, I am, but it's not, I don't think the show's great because he's in it. I think it's great because it's a great show and he's fucking great. He's great in it. I mean, if you look at his, not, I mean, there's not a lot going on in baseball wise. We could take two minutes to talk yeah, about this. I mean, come on. I mean, if you look at his roles, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Rocky Balboa is his greatest role, right. and I don't. Michael K, who's a moron, okay, I'll say he's a moron. He said that the role, this was the role that Stallone was born to play more than Rocky Balboa. Please keep Over your opinions yourself. to yourself, really. So, if you look at his roles, like he's made a lot of action movies, some good, some bad. He went through that period there, like from Rocky. <laughs> From like Rocky Five to Rocky Balboa, where it was pretty bad for him, and he was making a lot of like straight to DVD mm-hmm. movies that like some of them I haven't even seen. 
he took the Cameron Maven approach to movies, quantity over quality. <laughs> <laughs> but like, if you look at it, obviously, like I'm not a. I love First Blood. I don't think the Rambo sequels are great. I but I think First Blood is a great movie. I think he's great in that. Uh, Copland is a great movie. He's really good in that one. Um, obviously, and all he Rocky Balboa. But like you could put this up there with the best role that he's he's probably ever been in outside of oh, Rocky. Man, man, I think he was also he was in Spy Kids 3D. Oh, you! I didn't see that. Uh-huh. You didn't see that one? No. I mean, there's other fun movies he did. I don't. No, I'm just kidding. I, that was I don't know. Train wreck. Oh, he. It was it. Oh, so I don't know. I didn't see it. So bad. <laughs> I don't know if there was a movie. I don't know if you ever saw Escape Plan. The the first one they may end up making three of them, but him and Arnold they were trying to bust yes. that out. That was good. So what are they busting they? out of a plane? A prison. We, oh yes, we have to get out of the prison. <laughs> that's so, one yeah. I don't. I don't do a, a, an Arnold impression because I feel like that's everyone does an Arnold impression. Yeah. So I mean, if I did one, it would kind of sound like this. It would sound like everyone else's. We have to escape. I did just watch Predator the other day for the first time. Did you? That was that was cool. It was like a cool action, just a good action movie. You know, I've never Not seen dialogue. It's my cousin's favorite movie. Like he obsesses over yeah, Predator. I like I obsess over Rocky. So phase I, over that with that and Alien. I watched all those movies and shit. I don't think I've ever it's, seen Alien either. Yeah, I just went in the kick of it. But yeah, anybody in the chat, you're looking if if you're looking to kill like two or three days of, of binging something, definitely Tulsa King is highly recommended. All right. So I also highly recommend it to get back on track here and. Uh, you know, so unless you got anything else you want to talk about, I guess we'll we'll, we'll close the show with this topic here. Mm-hmm. Uh, highly recommend it for me. Trading Jason Dominguez. See, but what are you going to trade him for, dude? Okay, here's here's the bigger conversation that we can have. Right, the first, and we we ran a poll on at NYY underscore podcast. We'll get to we'll get to the results of the poll in a minute. We'll read some comments. Um. Basically, the poll was, uh, would you trade Jason Dominguez? And the choices were yes in the right deal or no, he's untouchable. Where do you land on that? that? I mean, he's definitely not untouchable. So I wouldn't say no, he's untouchable. And I'd, I'd say yes. And if the right deal was out there, you, you make the deal. All right, because in the poll, the fans voted. Uh, they voted... 69% to uh in the right deal they would move him. I listen. Here here's the issue I have and here's the issue if if you want to trade this guy then you have to look at what's available out there currently and in the future and the outfield market is completely dry for the next 5 years unless you are willing to break bank and go for guys like Juan Soto or Shohei Otani. Outside of those two names, you are not getting anybody really worth trading for. I excuse me, worth signing outside, but then you could trade, you can maybe trade for somebody. Okay, that's a fair point in the free agent market, but if and again, speaking hypothetically because people took this and and said that I was I was saying this was the reason why the the deal wasn't getting done. I'm saying hypothetically, if the Pirates 
wanted to headline the deal with Dominguez for Brian Reynolds. Would you say no to that? No, I, I say yes. Uh, I say yes to that deal. If this was deal or no deal, I would take that deal. You would take the deal. Absolutely, because only because Reynolds is under control until I believe 2026. So that's a problem that you could deal with in 2026. But if you trade Dominguez for I don't I don't even know who, but if you get rid of him and you don't bring in an outfielder for the foreseeable future, then you're going to run into a big issue within the next three years. But are the Yankees going to run into a big issue? Because I think if you look at it. They have uh, Harrison Bader here. Okay, they can easily extend him. Yeah. Okay, they have to extend him though. They do. They have to extend him, and I think he would be agreeable to an extension. I think he liked it here last yeah. year. Okay, and I don't think it would cost you that much money. Like I don't think it would be a, a backbreaker. You know, Aaron Judge is here until the end of the end of times. Right. Which I'm not saying that like an asshole. It just because he's I want him here. I'm he's just saying in. he's locked in. He's here. So that. You know, you could solve two of your uh, – you have two-thirds of your outfield potentially right there. So you, we all know that this team needs a left fielder. So it could be Dominguez, which is fine. But, you know, will Dominguez be what Brian Reynolds is by 2026? We don't know that. No, but at that point, isn't Jason Dominguez still a better option than what they currently have? If you're telling me – uh, Dominguez versus what's on the major league roster right now. Yeah, I guess I would probably have to say Dominguez, but also you have to look at it. The Yankees first round draft pick uh, last year, Spencer Jones is an outfielder. Okay. So yeah, and, th- there you go. And he's already passed Dominguez in some MLB uh, prospect rankings. <laughs> some, someone just caught my eye in the chat. Hirsch, Hirsch for real said Yankees need an escape plan for Hicks and Donaldson. <laughs> they do need that. They absolutely need that. Um, all right. So if you have this guy Jones in the in the system, then yeah, I'd be more willing. But it's just, man, the market is there's not really a lot out there even trading for outside of Reynolds. Who who else besides Brian Reynolds, who else do you see this team possibly bringing in? Again, you'd have to scout. You have to look at it. What if, okay, Manny Machado can opt out at the end of the year, but what if the Yankees were able to get a Manny Machado even for this year and it cost him Jason Dominguez? Look at Manny Machado. Know, on. Man. Manny, Manny Machado is hitting in between John Carl Stanton and, and Aaron Judge. I don't, <laughs> how do you say no to that? No, nah, I know. You, you, you can't really... But I don't know, man. It's just it's tough. It's you gotta see. So what 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 league is, is Dominguez in now? Will he be in triple He's A? in Somerset. He's in double right, he's, A. He's in double A still. So you know, you still aren't sure if he's even gonna pan out. Obviously, you won't know that until he's up here, but um I don't mean to pick on know. Jason Dominguez, I guess between this week and last he's week, it's kind of it, it kind of seems like it he is, but I think the way I look at it, the Yankees are going to have to give up something that they don't really want to give up mm-hmm. if they if they really want to get Brian Reynolds. If they really want to put the finishing touch on this team, and I know I had people telling me, "Well, Brian Reynolds is the finishing touch." Yeah, he is, dude. He's a borderline All Star yeah. player. Like, like you got to look at it like that. Like you're not. We 
the Yankees aren't going to go out there and get uh, Mike Trout to play left field. The Yankees aren't going to go out there and acquire who, uh, Mookie Betts to play left field. Like, Brian Reynolds is it, dude, and he could be the missing piece. Like, does he put the Yankees over the top to beat Houston? It's Honestly, it's hard to say 100%, but would you not feel a lot better about the Yankees with Brian Reynolds in left field batting second or wherever? Knowing the Yankees would probably bat him seven because they're stupid. <laughs> but wouldn't you feel a lot better with Brian Reynolds on his team in left field than the combination of Hicks and uh, Oswaldo Cabrera? Don't you think that that's a better team to go out there and take on the Houston Astros? 100%. He's an MLB-proven guy that would, would make this team better today, which is all that this team really should be doing right now. You look at it like this, because I have a friend that's a Los Angeles Rams fan, right? And they they sold their souls to win the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. That team is fucked six ways from Sunday with all the mm-hmm. guys they signed, the draft picks they traded, yeah. right? Do you think anybody gives a shit because they won the world? Do you think anybody gives a shit about any of that because they won the Super Bowl last year? No. Bro, you do what it takes to win. That's my opinion. I'm not saying you go out there and you make a bunch of dumb moves. You trade Jason Dominguez for a middle reliever. But if mm-hmm. it, if that's what costs to get Brian Reynolds, you have to do it. The Yankees don't. In my, if I look at this roster, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. If I look at this roster, Ryan, they don't have a major league left fielder on it right now. Oswaldo Cabrera is not a major league outfielder, and Aaron Hicks is a bum. They don't have a left fielder on his team. That deserves to be on a major league roster right now. No, definitely not in a uh, starting lineup for sure. Not, and not a starting lineup for the Yankees. And your hope, and oh, he's going to be Mickey Mill. He's going to be Mike Trout. Please. Okay. This kid, if he was such a phenom, and he could still turn out to be a really good major league baseball player, he could. I'm not saying that he, he can't. But if he was such a phenom, He'd be in the major leagues already. He's 20 years old. Juan Soto was 19 when he got called up. You know, Andrew Jones was a teenager when he was ripping the Yankees in the World Series. We, it's not unprecedented if you're that good. Right. The Martian. Like, wh- yeah, what, what's a Martian? From It's something out of this world, something we don't see every day. He's already passed that, in my opinion. By hitting 20 years old and still being in the, in the minor leagues, you know, and Pete brought this up right uh, last week. Uh, uh, if the Yankees didn't have an injury um, in Somerset, Pereira, I think it was that got hurt, and they want they would have never called up Dominguez to uh, to play in mm-hmm. Somerset, and that kind of you know that kind of helped him out a little bit, made his year seem a little bit better than maybe it really was. You know, he's been pretty terrible in the in the fall league. He went out there uh, to play this year. I mean. People would think that he's doing big things because he's the guy tapping his helmet with the uh, with the strike review, but right. he's he's not hitting. So I mean, these are things you have to look at. And you know, in my mind, if you want to keep it in house, you want to have a young, controllable guy. I think Spencer Jones is he could be a guy that you could be looking at to make an impact on this team this year, definitely in twenty twenty four. Right. So. I mean, this is definitely a guy that you have to entertain it, dude. And, and people, a lot of fans, they get hooked on these prospects. The 
the the allure of what is versus what you what what could be what is you know what what could be versus what is right mm-hmm. what could be he could be Mike Trout he could be this guy mm-hmm. well right now he's a 20 year old that's not going to help the Yankees win the World Series this year mm-hmm. and as a Yankee fan shouldn't that be your only concern of who's going to help this team win the World Series in 2023 you know what if Brian Reynolds comes in here and he calls you Jason Dominguez. And Jason Dominguez goes out there, and he's a borderline Hall of Famer, but Brian Reynolds comes in here, he plays at an all-star level in 23, and is the ALCS MVP Yankees win a World Series. You give a fuck about Jason Dominguez? Not at all. Okay, that's my point. That's my whole point in all of this. Yeah, I mean, look, if this uh, Spencer Jones kid pans out a bit, then all this is, yeah, it's get rid of get rid of Dominguez now. He's way more polished. He came right out of college. The Yankees stuck him in. He got yeah. drafted last year out of college yeah, into A ball. He was he's hit it. He's pretty much hit the ground running. So I mean, yeah, he he came out hit three forty four. He had a strikeout rate at uh, only eighteen point nine percent, which is low. So and he's very he's as big as Judge, but he's yeah. believe it or not, he's more Left. athletic than Judge is. So I mean, lefty six seven, yeah. Me like this it. is. You can't play everybody. I mean, could you say, okay, Jones and Dominguez and judges your outfield for the next five, six years? I guess, dude, but I don't know, man. Like, I would want, I don't want two rookies out there, especially if we're going to go real young up the middle at some point, which I think they mm-hmm. will with Volpe and, and Peraza. So, you know, and Bader's a guy I like a lot, man. Like, I know he's, he, he doesn't have a contract pass this year, but he's a guy I like a lot, man. And they, you got to, Remember, they gave up somebody they liked a lot in Jordan Montgomery to get him. So, I don't know, man. Dominguez is very, very expendable to me. And, I, and, and again, I'm not saying that flippantly, like, oh, I trade him for anything. No, I think Brian Reynolds, if he – that's a guy that I would trade him for. Right. You know? Yeah, that's, that's absolutely that's, that's the guy. So we'll read a uh, we can we'll read a couple comments here from the poll. Again, we said that sixty nine percent of the fans voted that they would right. trade him in in the right deal. Uh, Rod Thompson, uh, he said, I purposely signed up to be the Yankees' official Uber driver, so I can drive every one of their overhyped prospects to the airport in any deal. It's <laughs> a good move, dude. Hey, you know, come on out of here. You know that Rob ran the uh, New York City Marathon. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he He's a he he ran it with Aaron Judge's wife. Yeah, did he? Who who had the better score though? Speaking of running, sweet dude, that's sweet. I, I paid two dollars for this, bro. Now that's a good deal right there. This is the Rocky headband from the Rocky run, bro. Oh right, I I knew it looked familiar. All right, uh, Breaking Vertigo, who's my boy? He's outlining colors number one fan, even though I have no idea who they are. Or Ben, apparently. But he's a he's a great follower and a big fan. So I'll give him a shout out here. He said, I would absolutely move Dominguez for Reynolds. It's win now. We can't wait forever for him to develop. Plus, Spencer Jones will be here. Okay. It looks like a guy that's been drinking the NYYST Kool-Aid. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is literally what I've been saying. <laughs> but uh, here, Julio Mavaris. Sorry if I butchered your name. I am uh, a white guy from New Jersey. Okay, uh, he says for Soto, yes. For Reynolds, nope. Uh, right. That's that, my. That's that's right. 
go ahead. That's no, go ahead. What were you gonna say? The unreal. I think that's just an unrealistic asking. You know, you're to get Soto for Dominguez, right? Would you would you trade Dominguez for Soto? I, I absolutely you would, yeah. but you don't. You're drawing the line at Brian Reynolds. So what do you like? I I almost want to have a debate with somebody, and, and maybe we could figure out how to do this. Like if you don't want to trade Dominguez for for Reynolds, and this is again, this is hypothetical. Are you okay with Aaron Hicks in left field next year? Ask answer that question. Yeah, man, that would actually be cool. If anybody does have that, uh, you know, opinion on this whole thing, let us know. You know, we'll get you on here. We'll, we'll do a little debate. We'll put that on. We'll put that on social media maybe over the weekend. Yeah, this that way, could be a whole thing. You you debating fans would be kind of cool. This way, we could discuss it on the show leading into next week. Here, okay. A um, couple more here. Uh, JJ underscore NYY says, look at Florio, Frazier, Andujar, Chance Adams, etc. Cashman waited too long for prospects that didn't pan out. And if Dominguez is ever as good as Brian Reynolds, then you would be ecstatic. You absolutely do the deal. Yeah. Sarah Jane underscore 99. I wonder who the 99 is for. Hmm. We'll never get, we'll never know, I guess. Okay. She says, if you want to win the World Series now, no prospect should be untouchable in a deal that will help you achieve their goal. Yeah, that's that's the answer right there. Here, here's a dissenting opinion here. Shark yeah. Freak 2, 2 T-O-O. Okay, uh-huh. he's, as in, he's also a shark freak. Okay, not to be confused with Shark 2, the sequel to Shark. Okay. <laughs> Says, uh, nope, you let him play for the Yankees and develop him on the field. Again. Yeah. Uh, I'm willing to give one of those positions up, which is shortstop. But, right. but I also right. – We're trying to win the World Series. You want to have two of those positions? I don't think you win no, that way. Not on the Yankees. That's something that like the athletics – could be doing right now are the Royals, the Pirates. You don't have speaking, two guys come up and try to f- figure things out on the fly here. Yeah. Speaking of the athletics, unless there's anything else you want to touch on with Dominguez no, here. No. So um Trevor Bauer was reinstated and uh subsequently was designated for assignment by the Dodgers. So anybody can have him for seven hundred and twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars this year. Do you see Trevor Bauer signing with a team this year? Um, man. Well, that's, see, that's the thing. Like this off season kind of opened your eyes that the owners are kind of in cahoots with one another and are talking. So I do imagine this is something that's kind of been circling. If, if anyone's willing to give this guy another chance, I think the way the cl- climate is, uh, with how things, and not, I don't mean the weather, I just mean the, you know, the, the way that the media, talks about things i just i don't see the positives of bringing in trevor bauer he's a great player but i i just i don't think that a team's going to want to bring that negative uh you know aspect along with him well it's going to be an absolute circus wherever he winds up mm-hmm. right we you all know that we all know that's going to happen the media is just going to be ridiculous about it and you have to look at it like this 
I think the Yankees don't need him because I think this rotation is pretty set right now. Now, you'd have a bigger argument for bringing him in here just, you know, because this is a Yankee podcast speaking on the Yankees. Excuse me. If they didn't go out and sign Rodon, they didn't sign him and they were coming back and you were looking at your five Mm -hmm. was either Herman or Schmidt. You know, I think you you would have more fans wanting something like that. But I think the Rodon signing and the fact that your five is Montas now, you don't really need him. I guess he would he be an upgrade over Montas. It's hard to say because he didn't pitch last year. And right. I and that suspension came down midway through twenty one, right? So it's been what a year and a half since he's pitched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, it's hard to say what he is when he hasn't faced major league batters in a, you know in, in a season and a half, right? So I don't think he there's no there's really no room for him here. Okay. Would you always take a talented guy? Yeah, sure. But the Yankees are trying to win a World Series right now, right? And I and you take a take away the fact that Garrett Cole hates him. Like literally can't stand yes, the guy. There's that aspect of it too. Yeah. The Yankees don't need that circus that he's gonna bring here. We're yeah. all they're gonna See, I really, I really don't like I really don't like uh him at all. Uh so let's just kind of stay away. All right. I don't I don't like that he got a higher contract than I did for the Dodgers. I should be the highest paid pitcher. Something like that. Why do so, they hate each other? They were teammates oh, the, in UCLA. Oh, okay, yeah. So I don't know something. They were, I don't know, maybe they crossed streams at, at the urinal or something. I don't know. There's a Bauer outage. There was a Bauer outage. So I can't see the Yankees want, even if they needed a starting pitcher, even if he would have, you know, $720,000 for a guy that could be a number two is obviously a no-brainer from a baseball perspective, but I don't, I couldn't see the Yankees wanting to deal with the media circus that he would be. So if he were to come here, come go anywhere, if he were to sign anywhere, you mentioned the Oakland, the Oakland athletics, that's like the perfect spot for him because you got to think about it, right? There's no media out there. Nobody gives a shit about the team and it, what, and, and for, and for, a contend and they're going to be bad. So they're not going to, you know, they're not going to care. And it, it, it's like a lot, little lottery ticket that they could play because once people get past the initial shock of him being back, it'll be easier for him to go somewhere else mm-hmm. where then if he comes back and he pitches well for the first couple of months, they could trade him to a contender. Yeah. I guess once that initial shock goes out and if he's doing good, then p- people will turn, turn their heads toward it. And so, he could I mean, be a good trade piece. The first team that takes him is just it's gonna be it's just gonna be an absolute like like I said, it's gonna be an absolute circus. That's why I can't see him going to a contender right away. I can't see him going in the big media market right away. If he was to come back, I would think like a team like the A's is just like the perfect spot for him to go. Now, granted, it's it's hard for me to really want the guy in major league baseball based on what he's accused of, but you know, no criminal charges were filed. The commissioner reinstated him. Did he pay his penance? It's up for you. You know, it's up for a higher power to decide. So if we're talking about just purely baseball, which is what we always talk about with Domingo Herman, yeah, I don't want Domingo Herman on this team. I don't care how many times he apologized or who's forgiven him. There's certain things that I don't want to look past. But if you're talking about just purely baseball, you know, Oakland is the type of team that could take a risk on him. 
Yeah, that would be the the kind of team. You know, it's just like a matter of will a non-contender want to go out and get a guy like that? And, you know, that's really the only reason why it would be what you said was that you get him, you hope that he does, you know, he performs well, and then you can trade him. And if um, he doesn't, it, it's not costing you anything to get rid of him. You're not on the hook for no, anything like, but seven hundred Oakland? What does Oakland really have to lose at this point? Where are they going to like lose their location? Because that's coming anyway. They're going to move to Vegas soon. Are, are fans going to stop going to games? Yeah, they had games there with 2,000 people in the building last year. So Yeah, so you got to run the risk versus reward. And a team like the A's, they're really... I mean, the risk, there is risk there, but it doesn't... The, the, the worst case scenario for the organization, they don't even really care about, you know? Yeah, no. I mean, why should they shouldn't care about anything in that? <laughs> no, but they would probably screw it up anyway. They're yeah, just a, sure. they're just they are just a disaster. Definition of a disaster. Can't spell disaster without a's. That's true. That <laughs> is true. See why? Yeah, I see. I see. So again, man, uh, we're looking. I'm really looking forward to next week. I hope your brother clears up his problems. Yeah, I hope he feels better, Chris. If you're listening, which we know you are, um, uh-huh. please feel better. Get well. Feel better. And you want me to write? Yeah, you want me to? You know, send you a get well card. Yeah, I'll get you. I'll get you some uh, tomato soup. Okay, uh, uh, I'll feed you. Okay, open. Oh, here comes the two-shoe train. Here comes. Okay, here comes the Okay. And you brought up tomato soup. Do you know that Ronzoni is discontinuing Pastina? I didn't know that, and truthfully, don't care. That's heartbreaking. Ronzoni. It's really heartbreaking, bro. Yeah, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for your uh, loss. It's just starting to pump kids up with drugs instead of just giving them some fucking chicken, new, chicken soup with Pastina, you know? I hear you. I hear you. That's how you cure these kids. Yeah, that's true. Pastini. All right, so, so next week, man... Uh, Looking forward to it. Little battle of the brothers. We haven't had it in a while. Oh uh-huh. yeah, big battle. Do you you think you'd take him again, dude? I'm a trivia expert. You know, I'm just I'm really good at it. You guys uh, rigged it. Yeah, there's no rigging. Just the guy. I'm I'm just a special kid. The SNSGR stands for special. Special guy, Rye. Yeah. <laughs> Or that one time that he had you beat, and then he was like the Falcons in the Super Bowl that year, and he just couldn't handle it. Yeah, no, well, something happened there. It was like there was something went wrong. I don't know. Was, then he just kept going until he lost. Like he he's a he just likes right. To then play he gave that. me another chance. He's like, I don't. I'm gonna give him another chance, and then I fucking got him. Boom he just likes ball. to he likes to play that card, you know. Yeah. He's but I think you should take him out like quick and easy next week. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I won't. I won't give him. I, that it should be. Soap. It should be surgical, bro. It should be surgical. Yeah. <laughs> so we want to thank everybody uh, that joined us live tonight in the chat. If you're still there and you haven't done so already, please like the video, subscribe, smash it, smash it. If you guys can play Smash or Pass Yankee Edition, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that could get a little weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll do it though. Sm- I'll smash. I'll smash. Uh, well, Aaron Judge. That's definitely uh-huh. my first smash. Okay. Uh, so you came. You've come around on him. Uh, yeah, I have. I have. He proved. Uh, he proved a lot of people wrong, myself included. Uh-huh. Right. Well, there you go. You you heard yeah, it here he's my first. Captain. You heard it here first. 
Okay. And, and I'll uh, listen to him. If he if he yell if he wants to yell at me, he could yell at me and I'll listen to him because he's the captain now. Captain. Look at me. I'm the captain yeah. now. Look at me. Look at me. Yeah, it's kind of like Captain Phillips. He is the captain now. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and maybe, maybe we might have some insight on how Brian Cashman hired Sabian and, and Manaya next week. Yes, there there was uh you know, not only why they signed them, but what they might have in store as as a unit, some some major possible changes that I'm hearing. There are going to be like two big shakeups to the to the Yankee organization following these two big um front office hires. So let's just let's stay tuned on that and hopefully we'll find out more uh, on that situation next episode. So we're teasing next week's episode. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Again, on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating review. If you're not doing so already, follow us on Twitter at NYYST underscore podcast. We thank you again for your continued support and appreciate you listening and watching to episode 314 of the NYYST podcast. Uh, Chris isn't here, so Ryan, you can have the last word. SGR. Peace.